welcome back. I am back after a bit of a break. I have moved places, so I apologize. Um, I wanted to get some content out, but um, I didn't have Wi-Fi. So if you haven't followed along, I left my old job and I've just moved to my new city and my new job in Namyang, which is uh, east of Seoul. So yeah, the last two weeks has been very busy with um, packing up my the hotel or staying in a hotel. I had to organize a guy to help me move some of my stuff and I moved into my new apartment. My new apartment's very different to a lot of my old apartments. It is very new. Where I'm living now is a very new city and a lot of new buildings. All the buildings seem to be only a couple of years old. If you follow along on my Instagram, I have got photos of the new city. There's a, like, a lot of different new water fountains and actually a lot of these water fountains actually got water in them. I've found around Korea at the moment, a lot of them have dried out to stop people playing in it coronavirus and gathering because of coronavirus so the at this city a lot of the water fountains are actually working which is great uh so yeah it's a really nice little city um i haven't done i've done a little bit of exploring on the weekend but i look forward to checking more out i've gone to some restaurants um but a lot of the restaurants are so new too so a lot of them don't show up on navia maps or google maps or don't have much reviews we tried to go to some restaurants and they were closed. Um, they weren't where they were supposed to, so everything's very new. Um, what else has been happening? So I joined my new school. My new school is quite small, but everything's going well. And I just got my Wi-Fi connected the other day. So I do apologize for a bit of a delay, but that's what's been happening. So today I want to talk about teaching in Korea. Just very brief uh not brief, but I'll give you what my feedback. All my feedback is just what I know. A lot of things have changed in the last four years towards documents and how things and the processes. So please, this is just a guide. You need to go and continue to do your research and find out the correct information. I'm not saying all this information is 100% correct, but it's just a guide. So first, uh, if you decide that you want to teach in Korea, that's a good step. Why Korea? Prepared Japan like me, I had uh, no preference. But if you have chosen Korea as the place to be, that's a good choice. In Korea at the moment, there is plenty of jobs for teachers. Um, so if you want Korea, what I suggest for the visa and everything is to get all your paperwork organized first. So get your police check, get your apostled items. I think it's like the your um, university degree and maybe your birth certificate. Uh, you also need to get passport photos. Get all that together and then go online and look for jobs. There are, uh, I'm not sponsored by anyone, but there are like Dave's K ESL Cafe, uh, Dave's ESL Cafe. Um, or the, on Facebook, there's career jobs. There's plenty of jobs out there. Do not pay anyone to get your job. That's not what you need to do. Um, so don't do that just go online and research and start applying I recommend find one of these agents that seem to have a lot of jobs under their name uh, just because you know they're sort of legit especially the ones on Facebook creators jobs um, uh, site uh, you'll see a lot of people they'll advertise a lot of jobs in Busan, Seoul if, you know, if they've got access to all these jobs most likely uh, they are correct 
and this play these guys have a lot of followers so if there was bad agents then you would probably know about so that's what i just suggest i actually did get my job through dave's esl cafe but i was lucky and this is a lot more interacting with the schools directly not through agents so you have to be a little bit more cautious everything worked out with my job but just to let you know what you could do so yeah if you agree if you decide that career is the place to go get your paperwork first and then shop around shop around look for your job um i always seem to rush and get my jobs but uh there is plenty of jobs think about where you want to live do you want to live in seoul busan do you want to live next to the coast or don't you care if you don't care that's pretty good because um if you're coming to live in korea i suggest you want to experience korea and even the little towns i've lived in one little town next to a big city is a great way to experience korea instead if you want to come to seoul or come to korea to party then of course you need to go to the big towns and do that seoul busan and get more downtown if that's what you want to do um at the moment with coronavirus and all that uh, a lot of these places aren't going crazy but hopefully soon that will change uh so just to let you know most jobs want you to be from an english-speaking country and this i know upsets a lot of people and i understand why there's plenty of people speak english a lot better than me and know the grammar better than me but to get your v to get your visa your e2 visa or your working as a teacher visa you need to come from an english-speaking country australia new zealand the uk ireland usa canada and south africa and even if you come from one of these countries as i come from australia you still may get rejected from getting one of these jobs because you're not american american seems to be the number one um uh, accent they want they like american accent they like american english you teach american english um not uh, uk english so I have been rejected from some schools in Seoul because they weren't Americans or Canadians. It's a bit silly, especially with my background and my experience, why they would want a, um, a rookie teacher compared to someone that can handle themselves in the classroom. But that's what's happened. So don't expect just because you're from one of those countries to get the job that you want. Um, if you're from another country, I know there's a lot of other countries that speak English, and like I said, I'm sure you speak English better than a lot of us. Um, from what I can tell, it's very hard to get a job. You can maybe get a job that's got some English to it, but it's sort of a different job. So, uh, I yeah, I'm sorry. I do see people whinge and complain on Facebook, and I understand, and just understand why. But it's just like me. I can't go. It's very hard for me to teach in Europe right now. If I came from the UK, I could teach in Europe, but it's very hard to get the visas and the passports. Um, there's only a few countries in Europe that makes it easy for Australians and New Zealanders to be a teacher in these countries. You need to be part of the European Union. I'm not sure what's happened with Brexit, if that's still the case. But uh, yeah, so it's similar to everywhere in the world. It depends where you come from. Uh, so yeah. Um, before I go into the type of jobs you could get, you got Epic and Hagwons. Epics is the public school, Hagwon is like the private schools. So, before I go through all that, because for both of them, it's pretty similar. So, I want to just talk about quickly your first month when you get to Korea. When you picked your job, 
you've flown over and you land in the country. Obviously, right now you've got to do your two weeks quarantine and then you start working. So now it used to be you have to uh, survive for one month without probably getting paid. Now it's probably more six weeks, seven weeks without getting paid. That two week quarantine plus, you know, it just sort of depends when your school's uh, payday is. One school, my payday was the 10th every month. And my current school is more at the end of the month. So it sort of depends when your payday is. But expect to wait for six weeks to get paid. Also, what I do suggest is when you do get to uh, Korea and get to school, I know it's going to be very overwhelming, but really be proactive about asking about getting your medical done. That's first step number one, get your medical done. Then, once you got your medical done, you can get your visa, get your alien card. So really be get your medical done as soon as possible, then get your medical, uh, your alien card. You can do that all in one. Uh, you can get your medical done, and then you can get your alien card. Sometimes they say it's up to 10 days, but in Daejeon, it was very fast. In Guangmyeon, it was very fast as well. So, um, so it depends where you are. Maybe in Seoul, it is a lot slower. But get that done as soon as possible. Because once you've got your alien card, you can get your bank account set up. You can get your phone set up. So you want to get that stuff done as soon as possible. So it may require you going to get your medical done on the weekend. It may require you to, on a lunch break, going to get your uh, alien card. So just be really, really proactive that first month about getting that stuff done. And it's going to make your life a lot better because you'll have your bank account you'll be able to get paid you'll be able to buy stuff online you'll be able to um, get your phone set up so you'll get Wi-Fi and stuff like that um, yeah so that's good uh, so the two systems you can choose is Epic and Hagwon I really was curious about Epic and I have considered it many times but Epic you do go through a bit of a program and I don't know that much about the program but you do get to work in the public schools and I do understand some things about the public schools so the, some of the positives I know about working in the public school is that your teaching hours are a lot less sometimes you're only teaching two three four lessons a day but you and also you got a lot less pressure from parents on you and outside teachers and bosses on you because you're in the public school you're obviously working for the government so as long as you're doing a job and controlling kids and no one's getting hurt and I don't think public schools they even give homework so as long as you're doing your job and controlling the kids there's no pressure on you to uh, from outside the school compared to a hug on which I'll talk about a bit later um, just one negative because your teaching hours are so small is table watching we call it table sitting or table watching you'll have a lot of time to sit at your table and do nothing obviously you should be prepping for your classes but once you've got your routine done that won't take long so I hear a lot of people watch Netflix and do all this other stuff do study and stuff so if you've got something to do it's great but if you get tired <laughs> just sitting at a table doing nothing um, it's a bit hard and I've heard even stories especially with coronavirus and um, shutdowns and stuff that even if there's no students at school even in Christmas breaks and summer breaks if you've had your vacation and the kids are still having vacation I've heard that you still have to go into school even though if there's no children in the school 
and sit at your table and do your hours. So it's a bit ridiculous and it's a bit crazy, but that's how it is. So that's just one negative towards um, being epic teacher. Compared to Hagwon, Hagwon, your private school, you are putting yourself in the uh, faith of your bosses. So you, you could be working at a big um, franchise schools, these franchise schools. Um, there's, uh, I won't say the name of one of my old ones, but I'll say there is other ones like um, a Little Fox and oh, you'll look up the franchise names, you'll see them and you work hard. You work hard. You work eight hours, nine hours a day. And um, you got to be ready to work. If you're going to come to bludge, if you're going to come just to party, and then you think you can just get your job done, it's not going to happen. And you're going to get uh, under trouble with your bosses. And, uh, yeah, you can't change jobs as well. It's very difficult to change jobs, put it that way. So you need to pick your job carefully because your visa is tied to your job. So if you don't like your job you've got two options quit and go home or try to negotiate with your boss to let you go which they may say they may do it or they may not do it and you need that release letter to be able to go and find another job so picking your job is very important but also being prepared to work long hours in korea koreans work very very hard compared to the hours in australia and america and what i've known so just be ready for that. So there's, a, with the hard ones, um, with Epic, obviously you're working elementary hours, which could be nine to two or so. But hard ones, there's a different program. So these are private programs. A lot of these kids to go to these schools after going to elementary or instead of elementary in the early ages. So the kindergarten program is just like uh, day school in Australia or preschool in Australia or Instead of doing kindergarten at the elementary school, they do kindergarten at English school. They learn English and they then eventually go to elementary school. So one program is the kindy elementary program, which is like nine to six every day. So you work uh, kindy from nine to about two, three o'clock in the afternoon. So you probably do five, six classes include, and you probably um, watch some lunch as well. So you probably get lunch, but then you'll have to watch the kids during lunch. So that's the kindy program. Usually you'll have to do some science or some cooking or uh, PE. At the moment I'm getting to do some PE teaching, so that's great. Um, so you're going to be teaching kindergarten kids. So these kindergarten kids are ages 5 to 7, but really that's, in, uh, that's Korean age. Really in English age, they could be from 4 or even 3 to about 6. They're very young. And they go to school all day, so they get tired. Uh, a lot of for a lot of these kids, it's their first way, first time away from their parents. A lot of them, <laughs> they don't know English, so they come to school obviously, and they're like, "See you," trying to tell them what to do. One, they don't understand. And two, in their mind, they're like, "Why are you telling me what to do? Who are you? You're not my dad. You're not my mum. You can't tell me what to do." So, and obviously in hard ones, which is going to be one of my negative bit later, but I must just say it now, is these kids will go home and cry to their parents. And if their parents, most parents um, here really, it's 50-50. Most parents, are, some parents are very tolerant towards the teachers, but other parents, if they hear one little negative from the kid, even if it's the kid lying or uh, misunderstanding something, 
uh, parent will call the school and complain and then the uh, manager will complain to you even if it's something so silly and stupid but and then obviously these parents are paying pretty good money to go to the school and for the bosses every every student counts because there's so many hugwons everywhere that it's very competitive so every student is like a um like a stock <laughs> stock in the school so if, if one school if one kid doesn't come to school or a parent uh, decides oh if you don't do this if you don't tell this teacher what to do or if this teacher doesn't if i can't put my kid in a different uh, class then i'll put my kid in another school and then <laughs> if they go to another school obviously the boss is pretty pissed off yeah so you've lost he's lost uh, monthly income from someone yeah so there is a lot of pressure to keep kids at school which means you got to be very careful with the discipline i have trouble with that because some kids they need to be told to stop but then you be angry at them or you show them some anger or show them your naughty face and they go home and tell their parents and then that kid goes to a different school um you're made to feel like shit yeah you feel bad so you just got to be careful so that's the nine to six program so yeah again their ages for the kindergarten kids could be um five to seven in korean age but really they're like four or three to about six in english uh english ages then after three o'clock you'll teach some elementary classes so these are a bit older kids seven year olds to about 10 11 years old so they usually have gone to elementary school during the day and they go they they usually only get elementary school to about um 12 or 1 to lunchtime so some kids go in the morning to elementary school and some kids go in the afternoon it's i think it depends on the school i'm not 100 sure how it all works so the elementary kids will come and you'll teach a few classes in the afternoon so with the hard ones, I have worked hard at some of these schools and you could work, you could teach maybe five classes in the morning, six classes in the morning with kindergarten, which are about 40 minutes. And then you might have to teach another four classes in the afternoon to the elementary kids. So you are teaching a lot, a lot with very minimal breaks, five minute breaks. Maybe, maybe you get one lesson off a week. Maybe you get two lessons off a week. At the moment, my current school, I'm teaching about five lessons in the morning with the kindergarten kids. They're all about 40 minutes each. And then actually it's quite nice at this school. They give me one lesson off in the afternoon. So I'm teaching three 50-minute classes um, in the afternoon. So actually that's pretty good. But if you do the math, it's still quite a lot of minutes teaching time. And I do have to sit in the classroom to help the kids have lunch. So yeah, so at the current school, it's not too bad. So you got that's the nine to six program. It also could be like nine thirty to six thirty. It could be like ten to six thirty. It could be ten to seven. It's around these sort of hours. The kindy elementary program. The other program is more, maybe a little bit kindy and elementary. So you might start at twelve, twelve o'clock to twelve to one, uh, one o'clock, twelve thirty around this time, maybe two, and you're gonna work to seven thirty, eight o'clock, maybe nine o'clock at night. And you just maybe you'll teach some at the end of kindergarten classes that's left at your school, and then you teach all your elementary classes, or maybe you'll just talk teach elementary. It sort of depends on the school if they've got the kindergarten program or if they don't, or whether they're just focusing on elementary kids. So yeah, you might work till eight or nine o'clock at night, 
which is not too bad. I actually learned that I like that schedule. It gives you time in the morning to do something. It gives you time to go explore. It gives you time to sleep in. It gives you time to um, do some exercise. I rather exercise before school. At the current school, I can't do that because um, I just ride my bike to school and that's it. So I actually don't mind this schedule and I prefer that schedule. So uh, I sort of wish I got that schedule, but I chose this other job instead. And the last one is a bit later where you might start at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you're going to get to 10, 11 o'clock at night. And this is more elementary high school kids. Uh, I haven't worked that late before. The longest I've worked is 9 o'clock. Sometimes I've had to finish at 9.30, but... Um, the latest I've worked at 9 o'clock and that's more elementary and very early um, high school or probably mid-school in America like the 12, 13 year olds yeah so those are the different programs so if you're thinking about teaching in Korea and you're going to do the Huglands you need to think about what age group you want to teach and what hours do you like to uh, work do you like to do just get your day done so you do your 9 to 6 and then you got your afternoon, evening free or do you like to have a bit of a sleep in and have the morning off? Then you try to get the later schedule. So have a think about that before you commit to a school because it makes a big difference, yeah? If you want that morning off, I really enjoy it. Like I said a few times, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I sort of wish I had that. And also, I like watching American sports. So being able to watch my NFL and basketball and ice hockey in the morning, um, that was pretty good too. Um... And then also at Hagwans, I'm not t- quite sure with the paperwork at, at Epic in the elementary schools, but in um, Hagwans, it sort of depends on the school. One school, I didn't have that much paperwork, but the last couple of schools, I've been swamped with paperwork. You're giving reports every couple of months to all your kids with comments to every kid. You're making your schedules. Uh, you might have to do some phone teaching, so you call all the kids up at home and you ask them 10 questions or so, that will come in your free time as well. So uh, you work hard. So just be prepared to work hard. You can play hard. You can do what you want, but you're going to have to work hard. Uh, yeah, so that's what life is like in uh, teaching in Korea. Uh, it is a lot of great benefits. That sounds like a lot of negatives. The great benefits that I probably should have said at the top is all the hagwons and the elementary schools pay for your uh, flight when you come over. You might have to pay for your flight, but once you get over here, they will um, give you your money back um, as long as you finish contract. But usually they give you the money back or, yeah, I forget how it happens. If they give you money back at the start of the month, at the start of your contract or at the end of the contract, but you have to finish your contract. I'm sure you got to do that. Um, then also you get all your rent paid for, so... Uh, yeah, rent at your apartment, which is in Australia, is crazy. So that's a huge cost that you don't have to pay. Obviously, if you're doing the kindy elementary program, you get lunches provided. And I've always found the lunches quite good, good variety. Maybe you got to get used to Korean food to like the lunches first, the different banchons, the spicy. Today I had like spicy octopus and I had uh, uh, fried kimbap and I had um, fried twig and kimbap. I forget what it's called. And... um some meat, rice, uh, seaweed soup, and like a pasta salad. So it was quite good. Um, but you have to learn to like that spicy one as well. And so that's a lot of cost. You do have to pay for your uh, electricity. 
you got to pay for your TV. Maybe they're going to set up the Wi-Fi for you in the TV, which my school did, but I have to pay for it. Um, it's going to cost me about $20 a month for the Wi-Fi and the TV. I think it's a bit less than that, actually, but we'll see. you got to pay for your electricity and your gas. So all that stuff you will pay for. And then obviously your phone as well, if you're getting a contract or whatever, you will have to pay for that. And then you get your weekends off and uh, red days. <laughs> this year, all the red days seem to be on the weekend. So in Australia, that would make the Monday or the Friday a long weekend. But my current schools haven't been doing that. So all these red days that are on Saturday and Sunday hasn't made a difference we've had to work the monday and the friday so i don't know if it's, some some years you'll be lucky some other years you won't be lucky um and then you usually get a bit of a summer break and you get a bit of a winter break um that might be only five days six days depends how they work it with the weekend uh and then you get a chew sock which is coming up very soon which we'll get obviously the saturday sunday off and then all the way to wednesday so five day break and then there's a uh, clean year, which is around the end of February or start of February. And again, that's about a week break too. Apart from that, you don't get much time off. So I just enjoy your weekends. All right, I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back and um, I'm going to give you five hidden gems in Seoul. Some things that they're not hidden, like they're not secret, but I think there's some things that you should definitely go and explore if you're here in Seoul right now. Or if you do come to Korea and you're here for a bit of time, go check out these places and see if you like it. All right, I'll take a break. Thanks. What if the world had more of your smile? What if the wind could spread your love? What if your sweetness could reach everyone? There'd be no wars. Five Hidden Gems in Seoul. I'm going to do this pretty fast because it's already 25 minutes. That's a bit long, but I wanted to do a long run because I haven't done a podcast for a while. Number one is Heiwa. Heiwa is on the blue line, the light blue line, the number four line. And it's spelled H-Y-E-H-W-A. Now, in this area, it is 
near the temple, uh, near the palace. Uh, but it's uh, got a lot of art shows, a lot of theatre shows. And some, they have the big theatres, but what I want to suggest to you is go and watch some of the small theatre shows. The smaller run companies and groups and uh, kids, they have their little theatres, maybe 50 people, 100 people, very intimate theatre shows. And I've never done this much, so maybe because I haven't done it much, I've found it quite fun and interesting and amazing. But um, in this area, there is a lot of little theatre shows, and I'm sure a lot of them have been hurt badly the last year and a half with coronavirus. But I totally recommend you go check out these shows, even if you don't know Korean go in and if you haven't been to a theater show you i'm sure you can get the gist of what's going on maybe you can learn some korean learn some <laughs> naughty words or some funny words i saw one it's just about a bit of a love triangle and yeah it was very well done and um i enjoyed it even though i didn't quite understand everything that's going on but i couldn't understand what's going on. i could get the idea of what was happening they do have some great restaurants out there too um the and they do have some really nice cafes and they have a market as well so i totally recommend this one if you like theater shows definitely but if you want to you know test your cultural experience and try to go to a korean little intimate theater show try to do that that's heiwa i think it's called daehung daehung no cafe street um once again it's spelled h-y-e-w-h-a Number two is Ixon Donghanok Street. So it's uh, Ixon Hanok Village. It's a little Hanok Village in Seoul, downtown Seoul. And it is great for restaurants. It's great for a date if you meet a girl. If you have a first date and you want to take them for a good dinner, I totally recommend this area. It's very, uh, very uh, amazing hotel uh, restaurants. Very uh, old and new put together you got your barbecue places, but you also got some really nice cafes. And there's a really good vibe around there. I don't know, maybe it's well known, but I don't ever see many foreigners there. I just see a lot of Koreans there. It is packed, so it's not why it's going to be quiet. That's not why it's a hidden gem. I'm just saying that um, I don't see many foreigners. So I don't know, it's not the most common um, Hanok village to go to. And it's not the most common restaurant area to go to but i totally recommend that a lot of the restaurants are so popular that you might have to put your name down and wait or they might call you out like that but uh yeah totally recommend it especially if you want to take someone on a first date or a second date very romantic places as well but good fun you don't even have to do that even to go with friends it's good fun number three my little hidden gem it's not that secret as well but compared to australia and maybe america in Korea, you need to look up and down. So what I mean by that is you need to look up the building and under the building because a lot of hidden gems are in there. You're going to find your golf academy, golf um, screens. You're going to find your baseball uh, screens, pool tables, darts, pubs, really nice restaurants, really family good, good family-run restaurants that are good value, good price. So you need to explore and start reading Korean so you can, I'm always looking up and down buildings and just trying to read what's in there. You're obviously going to find your dental and your medical and all that sort of stuff. But um, in Australia, it's probably a habit not to look up. There's nothing really that interesting to look up at. But in Korea, some of the better places you need to look up. And um, so, yeah, so that's, that's number three. 
is to look up and down the buildings and check them out. Um, I've met, had some of my best food and the only reason I found them is because a crane's taken to, taken me there or my bosses are taking me there and I would have not known that they were there because you need to be able to read crane to see what they're serving and stuff like that. And my favorite are uh, Bimabap restaurant. Actually, I put a, the Dolsop Bimabap that's on Instagram. This is only on level two, so it's not that very high, but it's a great little family-run restaurant. 4500 one for a Dolsop Bimabap is a great value. And he was a great bloke. He always said hello to me, and uh, he always welcomed me. He let me watch him cook the Dolsop Bimabap once. This was before coronavirus, so yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely look up and down when you come to Korea. Number four is Songsu. I've only been here once and I want to go back again. Songsu, it's famous area for Korean shoemaking. But in this area, it was just, it was just by accident we went to this area. There's some amazing unique cafes, very extravagant cafes, very boutique uh, uh, cafes. Uh, also some boutique shops and restaurants and stuff like that but the cafes are like three four stories really are decorated to amazing standards quality food whether like bakery cafe or chocolate uh, sweets cafes or restaurant cafes there are some amazing cafes you just go and go in there and explore them i haven't got any recommendations right now because i can't remember the name of the two that we went to and i can't find them on the map i can't remember which ones they were but yeah, go and explore that area. If you're looking for something to do, maybe in winter, when winter starts coming, you just want to find a good cafe and just check it out, get some Instagram photos. Go to Songsu, S-E-O-N-G-S-U. It's on the green line. It's in downtown Seoul, no, sort of the east side of Seoul. Uh, but yeah, go check out there. There's some really great cafes, especially if you want to do some Instagram or something like that. There's some really nice cafes. And the last one is Hanul Park. Hanul Park. Again, maybe it's more common than I know, but it is next to the um, Soccer World Stadium, so- uh, Seoul World Cup Stadium. It's just this hill, and on top of the hill they've got these reeds. I don't even know the name of the flower, but these purple reeds, and they light them up with uh, their fairy lights, and they have all this, again, very Instagrammable, very uh, take your videos up there, very romantic. Uh, overlooks the Han River, and... Yeah, sometimes down the bottom they got because it's next to the World Cup Stadium. They have all the food markets and the food trucks. Um, it's a really good vibe. I'm not sure. I haven't been there during the coronavirus, but uh, I think it's probably still pretty popular and pretty done up. So that's called Hanul Park. H A N E U L P A R K. It's right next to Seoul World Cup Stadium. So yeah, that will do for this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. I am going to do a bit of a five-minute um, entertainment one, and I'll try to get that out in the next couple of days. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye.